Hey yo, are you ready, man? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. What's up? What's going on, man? What you sipping on? Much. Man, I'm sipping on an Austin brewery, one of our favorites that we do trivia at every Tuesday. It's called uh, St. Elmo, St. Elmo's Brewery, and I got a, uh, it's called a Vaughn, and it's a German Pilsner, um, and it's pretty smooth. Their Pilsners are really good. They got a good, uh, good stable of beers there. Um, yeah, man, good, good setting, nice little patio. We do trivia there every Tuesday, one last night, no big deal. Um, no big deal. No big deal, uh, but yeah, man, and then, of course, my buddy Vaughn, so uh yeah how to get this how to get this beer it's kind of nice pilsners like i feel like they're 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 on a little bit of a run because i've noticed that there's been some some breweries that are pushing the pilsners a little bit more and like and lagers and just american lagers too this one's light too this was like a 4.8 dude so it's man, gonna go down pretty spot, easy man that sometimes that, that's what you want like you, not, you don't always want you know what i mean 10 percent alcohol and 50 different kinds of hops and or just an ipa in general because like ipas just take over everything so always like a, a version of an ipa uh, sometimes yeah sometimes you just don't want that shit I, I can drink sours like i can drink sours all day but still sometimes it's like that's not what i want you know what i mean yeah. sometimes yeah. you, you want to go you don't want a sour patch kid you want to go with just like a, a snickers or a payday you know what i mean that's a tried and true that's that's what you want sometimes what are you drinking on? Dude, I, I kept it G. I kept it Texas. And I went with Shiner Bach, which is a, a, an American and a Texas classic. Um, you, you, you've been a historically a Shiner yeah. guy, right? Was that kind of your like intro into for sure like, craft beers back in like the day? Darker beers. Like, you know, I think, I don't know. My path was like Smirnoff ice to keystone to shiner and then to pretty much everything else like craft related after that um yeah. didn't, didn't turn back as much although only you know with the dose and the the nostalgic keystone here and there but um shiner was always like the oh what are they coming up with next they're you know they're the, like texas brand one and then also it's just kind of you know the black was really cool then they had like the the summer stuff the ruby red bird um they had just like ruby red was hella good yeah dude like, they have some good staples now to where it's like man they have, they're a pretty solid group of of a, of a brewery so they do i don't feel like they get their their shine see what i did there i, I feel like they don't get their their props as much as they should from like your average like beer snob like they look at it kind of like kind of like sam adams in a way like yeah sam adams yeah. makes a lot of good beers but but some people are just too good for that like they they go just head first into the craft stuff but shiners are good and they have like their ipas and stuff are never too too hardcore they're never too far in any sort of direction but they're always good there's never anything that's bad it's always um you know really drinkable serviceable yeah. whatever never gonna but say shiner no bach, to a shiner never gonna say no, no to a shiner so. shiner bach is just a classic so yeah so shiner was the first that was the first brewery tour that we ever did and this is like a good I don't know 13 14 years ago 
So Regina was probably 21 and I was in my late forties um, <laughs> at, the, at the time. And I was um, like seven, I think it's around that time. Yeah. Like you were probably like, I don't think you were maybe. quite in middle school or yet, Yeah, but um, something yeah. soldier boy related. <laughs> I was doing something with soldier boy at the time. Probably you were probably on my space, maybe taking those quizzes that oh, they yeah, would send sure. out or, for sure. And yeah, you would answer those questions and stuff. Which transformer am I? Alchemist Prime. Yeah, of course. Alchemist. Real which Power Ranger? I was always the brown one. I didn't even know that, that <laughs> there was a brown one. Just had like um, a mustache on the mask. Just like the brown one. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the, like the 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 brewery was really dope. So Shiner, Texas is it's I mean, it's in your area, right? Yeah. Like 45 yeah. minutes to an hour, maybe east of like the Austin Metro. Um, we went down there on like we had our, it was our Grand Tour de South Tejas vacation. And it was just like a particularly long trip um, because we rented, uh, we rented like an extended stay hotel uh, in, in San Antonio. So like, like a mini apartment that was our, our home base. And it was cheaper than anything else. Cause like I said, we were like in our early twenties, early forties, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the time but, but like and we we did everything like we we started in san antonio we spent some time up in austin we went out to like port aransas like yeah, all yeah. the way out to the coast to go hit up the beach and stuff like that um but one of the days we we spent um at the Spotsil brewery in, in shiner which there's probably like four or five thousand people over there it's a super tiny town and um it was dope man like they had a really cool gift shop where I bought a bunch of cool shit that was that you just can't get anymore, like yeah. uh, like tin wall art type stuff that has the old old brewery stuff, like the, the kind of stuff that you want from like an old school brewery. And um, it was super cool. They had a bunch of free beer that you could drink at the end of the uh, of the tour. Um, everything was free, but they gave you like these little tokens and stuff like that, so you could try everything that they were making at the time. They even had some like some tap room only type stuff, even though it wasn't set up like a full blown tap room, like most yeah. breweries do now. Like I said, I mean, the I beer say, like, changed quite tours a bit. in general have kind of like phased out with COVID. Like, I don't even think some of them have brought any back. Like they just, that's true. Just a tap room now. Like that's all they do. Like it's only like certain times they do tours or certain breweries only do tours. And most of us just like behind the scenes now to where people just come for the beer. And they kind of know how it's made because they've gone to a tour probably before. So. They've already done it. It's just yeah. a cool version of a bar where it's just a little bit more close to home. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It was really dope. Any Anybody who's ever in that area, I mean, it's it's worth the, the little drive out there just to kind of see it. One of the coolest things about it was that like everybody that had worked there at that given point in time, like the shortest tenure was like 20 years or something, right? So they're really like very family oriented. Yeah. But, one of the things that stuck out to me was like, they, they said that they got two cases of beer per week for free, right? Oh, damn. Yeah. Like two whole cases, but check this out though. There was one lady that worked in the gift shop that, d- that just didn't drink alcohol. So they, um, everybody else like waved their free beer because they said that it wouldn't be fair to her that they got that perk. So like they were just like super squad holding shit down <laughs> you know for that one lady and that like they were like yeah we'll we'll just pay for it we're fine with that because that's not fair to her and i was like y'all are dope man like that would be cool to work in a place like that now of course you'd have to live in such a small town but 
it'd be cool to live in a place that had that sort of atmosphere and yeah you like know the I mean? tennessee what the jack daniels like you hear stories or see things about the jack daniels thing to where it's like very family oriented people work their their whole lives pretty much it's just like you know yeah the, the town make or the the company makes the town a little bit um yeah straight up that's the most famous thing by a long shot and it's yeah. cool because it's like just that one brewery um like they made all the obviously shiners available everywhere in texas at least but like i've seen it out of town and stuff before and yeah like the brewery itself was not that big and they produced every every bit of it out of that one location yeah you see and it around here like lone cool. star and budweiser and bud light now it's like uh, it has to be probably like a a texas staple in almost every bar now yeah it really is yeah they and they have it at every restaurant um are on on tap in these these areas so i don't know i dig it since we last met up like i haven't haven't done anything been super busy and um i have no interesting weekend stories or anything to tell just because it's just been been busyness but you know family busyness and stuff like that but um but you had a little bit of a reason yeah, for a minor hiatus from the <laughs> it, was, it was like a deleted week in my whole life uh finally caught the the covid bug i didn't have it the first time or you know whatever it started a couple years ago i hadn't kind of just passed it and i don't know if i had it maybe i had it and just didn't have any symptoms or whatever but yeah man last last weekend last saturday i uh kind of feeling like you know allergy stuff and then kind of woke up with like a, a headache and then was like oh I should probably just like take this at home test because I was going to go to a soccer game uh that night no. and I was like I might as well just like take it before I go I don't want to get my friends you know sick or whatever they got kids and I don't want to sure. do that but yeah I took it came back positive I was like all right if this is it then I can kind of you know deal with it until all the the sniffles and the sore throat and the cough kind of go, go away because it was just like something but then that next day man I was like woke up feverish like chills off and on just in bed don't really remember too much those that first couple of days I remember watching uh we watched I watched like four seasons of New Girl which I don't know if you watch New Girl but man I love that show I couldn't stop watching it like I was up until like 4 a.m it was just like off and on falling asleep waking up catching an episode and like I just kept on running. Like I told Netflix to not remind me later. And I was just like, just let it play. Like I'm gonna go through all these seasons. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's kind of nice though, like where you can fade in and out of it and not really yeah. matter that that much. Yeah, because I already watched it. I've already watched it multiple times all the way through. So yeah, I yeah. remember some of it. It's just like a, you know, oh yeah, I remember what's going on now. But um, but yeah, man, those first two days were pretty, pretty killer. And then it just became, you know, like an allergy type of just weird symptoms here and there. Um, like I experienced heartburn for the first time. I never had heartburn before. And so I was like, I got I a few years on you, man. And yeah. I'm going to tell you right now that you're going to get real familiar with heartburn. Out dude, of I point. was like, what is this feeling? Like, you know how you like WebMD stuff. And I was like, kind of feels like, you know, there's something in my throat. It's kind of just uncomfortable. It's hard and to describe. Like, what is this? And then they're like, you have heartburn. And I was like, oh, that's what this is. This is why, you know, my dad, always keeps Rolades in his pocket like I was like this is just super Thanks. uncomfortable it was like oh that's why he drinks Pepto out of the bottle and just like grows goes through it in a couple of days you know it's like this is what old old feels like but I was like no it's because I have COVID that's why 
but uh it's still kind oh, of ling- kind of lingering or whatever maybe i'm just old you know who, who knows but it was like yeah well, those weird symptoms back pain like lower back pain that was also an old slash covid symptom that i had and that's perfectly fine now like i don't have back pain so- but i think i was just laying around too much to where i was like man, my back hurts like I'm not used to like lame so, so much. COVID, dude, COVID made you turn into me for a week. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's kind of, that's kind of wild. It just like charged up, it like turned me from where I thought I was like at a, a good 26-year-old pace into like, I guess, you know, 48 now. And so I guess I, down the I am I am my age now. So it just you know escalated the situation pretty, pretty rapidly. But uh, I'm all good now. Mandy, Mandy's good. She she got it too, and of course, and she was kind of hit out. Her as hard as it hit you. Yeah, she kind of got like the exact same thing as far as just like yeah. symptom wise. Maybe hit her a little bit harder, but like she's good now. We're both good. Went back to work this week. Um, yeah, not all is good. I'm, I don't know if I'm glad that it's just over with, and hopefully I don't get it. You know, in the season or you know however this thing's gonna go, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. I got, a, I guess, I got a week's vacation of it, so that was cool. But I didn't accomplish yeah. anything. Like, <laughs> I watched New Girl. I watched tons of just like half random... episodes of New Girl as yeah. you faded in and out of consciousness. Yeah, I got you know a couple of series down. I got a couple of movies, but like nothing productive at all. Nothing productive. But I remember like one of the last days, I was like, man, hmm. my lawn looks like stupid. Like I, I went somewhere to go get some food, and I came back, and I was like, man, this lawn is so bad. Like both my neighbors had theirs cut and I was like, I better get out of here. So I went out there like at 830 and was like, I'm just going to do the front. And like by the end of it, I was like all just like sweating and like, I don't know if it was sweating out like all the sickness or whatever, but I was like, damn, I was like, I don't feel too good. <laughs> it's like, I'm going, going back in, just Sucks, sleeping it off. But yeah, man, no fun. COVID's not fun. Don't, don't yeah, wish I, it on I, anybody. I still don't I, like, I, I've never been confirmed to have it. Like, yeah. I was kind of convinced that I had it like at the very, very beginning of that year prior to the, to the lockdowns. Cause I got hella sick um, in February of that year, like, which was what 2020 was whenever the lo- lockdowns and stuff happened around like March. Cause I just remember yeah. that was whenever they closed the schools and stuff like that. Whenever the kids can't, were on spring break, they just never went back. Yeah. But in, in early February, like it, people, they still weren't talking about it like that. I remember I did like a, a doctor on demand thing, which I always do if I don't feel like driving into town. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so easy now. Yeah. And yeah, it is. And they were like, I just, just remember them asking if like, if I had gone to China, like that, yeah. it, that was still in that, um, yeah. that, you know, like that, that portion of it. And I just, I got hella sick for like a week. And it was that same sort of thing where I was just like on the couch fading in and out of consciousness and felt just way sicker than usual, but they said it sounded like the flu. And then, yeah. you know, and then that was, that was it. And then I had like a cough that just wouldn't go away for like two more weeks, even yeah. after I felt, felt better. So like, I was kind of convinced that I had it, but I was never certain. And then like, obviously we've dealt with it like in the extended family, but the immediate family never had it confirmed. So like, that's good. It, it's kind of like a weird thing though, where it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever like, people, I don't, people finally get it and it's. Yeah. Cause I'm not, not one to get sick at all. So it was just like, it wasn't so bad, but it was just like, and it's just like, so weird symptoms that were come and go. Like I'd have a sore throat the next day. I wouldn't have a sore throat or I'd cough all day one day and then not cough at all the next day. And so it was, it was just a weird sped up process of just like being sick. And uh, 
Yeah. And then we went through, uh, in 2020, we were, we went on a cruise in February, like mid February, we went on a cruise. And then when we came back, it's just like, Oh, you went on a cruise. It's just like, don't you know what's going on? And I was like, no. And then like two weeks later, it seemed like everything was shut down after that. And I was like, Damn. all hell broke loose. I was like I might've took the last vacation ever for anybody. Like, <laughs> like nobody's going anywhere anymore. And then, yeah, it ended up just being total lockdown and stayed in the house, you know, forever Dude, that was like that was eerie man I, I remember whenever they they first imposed like the, the lockdowns it, yeah. everywhere and like my brother-in-law he came over and um we went for a run and like we ran we ran down the block to um to like the school over there and uh like we were like d- doing something like running lines or something like that on, on the field that was out there that's right down the street and like, and I just remember the the eerie feeling. And I remember seeing a cop driving by and wondering <laughs> if they were going to like question us because it was yeah, like it this is. whole brand new thing. It, it's, it's weird because it's like, obviously, clearly you just had it. COVID is still a very real thing. But right. like at that given time, it was like, oh God, life on earth has changed permanently. It really felt like it was like yeah. the end of the world at, at, at that given moment. And um yeah it, it was just kind of a that was a weird thing and then of course we've gone through all the stuff and then there's all the political bullshit and everything yeah. else but th- that being said like i don't even like i don't even it also like seems like a long time ago too like it seems it, like ages 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 ago, back like you know when chance a rapper was good or something like decades ago <laughs> dude like the illest transitions in the game right like you got the <laughs> the the best transitions in the game we're professionals now it's like a dream of mine just to be the transition guy for like you know radio or nobody listens to radio anymore but just like the in a talk show it's just like bring me in to be like oh man it's transition guy i wonder how he's gonna do this one it's just like yeah yeah speaking of chance there he is just taking a chance on this one you're just the guy that they that they bring in and then like you put on some headphones and then like you put your hand on your face while you're kind of examining the room yeah. and then you, and then you go to work and then you just do your shit. Did you ever see boondock saints Yeah, with Willem Dafoe? Uh-huh. Do you remember how he put his, his headphones on and yeah. listened to classical music and did all the weird shit with his hands while he was examining the crime scene? Yeah. Like that's you except with, with transitions. <laughs> transitions. And I was thinking, you know, uh, price is right. Where he like went to the, the announcer guy and they kind of showed him in the booth with his cool microphone it's like maybe like I never talk show that. I'm pretty sure that's what they show, did. Yeah, maybe at the, the beginning. At the beginning, the man, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, I'm in. I don't know. Usually, when I watch the prices right, I was sick with pre-COVID when I was younger, and so right. maybe I just imagined it because I was always sick watching it. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure they like shot be. to a guy with cool microphone, and he would just be like telling people to come on down. And uh, I mean, that might have been it because that was the shit. Whenever you stayed home from school. And it was like, you were either going to watch like a soap opera with your mom if she was home or you were going to watch like Price is Right. And then, yeah. that then pretty yeah. much just Price is Right. Like, yeah, Price is Right, the was, days of our lives, the passions, the judge, yeah. whatever. And then you'd get your cool ones, like you get saved by the bell. And like after that, when school was yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that that was chill whenever you were sitting on, on the couch. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> I railroaded your yeah. your perfect transition and in, into to, to Chance the rapper. So um, yeah, I don't th- I don't know that we've talked about Chance like 
really we, in depth. We talked about Chance a little bit through the the God verse on on a ultralight beam, but like we haven't talked about like the the fallout or fall of of Chance and how it was so good. Acid rap was so good. Like it was, he was like the up and coming guy. Love that album. He could do kind of no wrong at some point, and then now it's just like. Well, I would say not now, but like years ago, he was just kind of fell off. Everything was corny. He got way too mainstream, started doing Kit Kat commercials and Sprite commercials. And the three hat was just overplayed everywhere. And I don't know, just became I like, wanted one. Yeah, I still did. want one. I'm yeah. not even going to lie. I was gonna, even yeah, if I didn't I'll really care for health. I'd probably get one too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I got, but he kind of just you know, became, but like what came to surface this past couple months is like the new stuff that he's been putting out that's been really good like i love the the bar about a bar i love the highs and the lows like it sounds it sounds like good chance and uh, i'm here for it like if he keeps on doing this type of just like new kind of fresh things fresh ideas like i'm all about that stuff because I, I like the way he's been doing this at least these he's past few drops um, I like the sound of it. I like the rollout. It's kind of just simple and minimal, but yet still kind of. He's talented. It's hip hop. Yeah. It's super hip hop. So like, so this whole conversation got brought up. He was on the, the, the breakfast club um, within the past week or so. And they, and Charlemagne straight up point blank, just asked him about people saying that he fell off. And um, that clip is kind of circulating around online a little bit where he talks about, um, you know, people are going to have their opinions and he didn't deny it, which I thought was good. I, he played it as well as you could and yeah. was like, hey, if I fell off, that just means that I was at least on at one point. But um, just true. like you said, he was kind of, he was kind of the golden child. So like acid rap, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. I remember I heard Juice, like the video came up for Juice just on a random um, like YouTube recommendation, which that one you, you pretty much have to download now because I think that yeah. was the one of the songs they scrapped whenever they uploaded it to streaming. But anyway, his whole thing is he's always been ultra independent. He had his, like the 10-day album was whenever he was on a 10-day suspension in high school. He was young, he was doing all that shit. And then like after Acid Rap, his very next project was, was Coloring Book with, like you said, the three hat and all that. And it was released... Um, kind of like in conjunction with Apple, like he was already working with them with the, yeah. like Donnie Trumpet and those other people whenever they did their, their like band thing. And it was still, it was still free. He always kind of gave it out. I wasn't really big on that album. Like that album took him to the stratosphere. It had, I like, wanted to like you know, it so much. And I ended up just like it being real spotty. Like he had, I was like, oh yeah, that's the chance I want. And then he would fall off. And like, it, I don't know if it was just, too many features too many features yeah you're gonna say the same thing yeah because this is super heavy features and it goes kind of in different directions it's just i don't know it's not as um concise as you want chance to be like he's very just meticulous and calculated on on kind of his flows but it felt like the album was lacking that and it with the hype and the three hat like you said the apple rollout he was you know the kanye-ish protege-ish type guy next guy up and he kind of just fell short with that coloring book but it also did numbers too i think too i think it, it did pretty well because the hype was so big it, it blew him the hell up it's funny because he had that that bar i remember it i think it was from the second blessings whenever yeah. he said kanye's best prodigy he ain't sign me but he's proud of me um yep and like 
which which blessings blessings and same drugs those are the main songs that i actually liked on that album like everything else i was kind of like i don't want to hear future i don't want to hear i need to revisit it because that one with saba was actually pretty good because saba is actually super dope but um yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I probably should, probably should revisit it too. Uh, no problems was another one on there that was obviously really good, but uh, it was huge. But I didn't care for that song. There was just something about it that just wasn't it. And maybe that was just me being like, oh, you know, I was somewhat early on acid rap, and y'all weren't on the shit, and I was on the shit. Now you're all on this shit, and it's mine, and gotcha. I don't like it anymore because it's popular. Like I may have been doing that a little bit, if I'm being honest with myself, but um. Yeah, but like all in all, the sound was was a little. It definitely didn't sound like acid rap. Acid rap had that DIY vibe yeah. to it, and you look at the feature difference. It's like you had early Childish Gambino, or not, well, or early ish, and Action Bronson, Absol, um, you know, Vic, uh, Vic Mensa, people like that, and then the next one you got freaking yeah. Kanye uh bieber future etc yeah all those Pain. yeah wayne Dude, blessings had anderson pock yeah wayne but yeah. blessings had anderson pock and ty dollar sign like yeah. it's easy to forget about that because they were kind of like Which i like that i like the bless i like both blessings so those both are the- blessings are really good that second one is the, the second blessings that's one of his best verses ever yeah, like he bodied that and like he has such a specific way of rapping and but then like after he ended up doing the what is the album called? I think it's the big day. Yeah. And that's the one where he fell the fuck off. Cause it, it was it's like way him talking too, about his wedding. Uh, and that's what, that's <sighs> what like uh button would always say. It's just like, yeah, you fell in love and kind of fell off. It's like the, the hunger wasn't there. The, you know, that you lost, you lost that it, you know, you lost the, we always talk about your first album is always the best album because you live right. you know, 18 to 20, whatever years building that album but the two years that you did between those two is always going to be like a little bit of a letdown. And the next one, it's like the sophomore slump. So always a big thing. Uh, but this one just kind of hit with, with that one, the big day where it was just, man, I might've listened to it once and then never went back to it. Like never. Yeah. And it's like, you, you kind of went into it. Like if you didn't listen to it at drop, you went into it. Like, why is everybody trashing the shit out of this? album and it just like it just didn't work I, like i don't even know how to describe it and honestly i don't even remember the details just because i just remembered not liking it so much that i didn't really yeah. ever revisit it but I it was just i'm looking through the songs i don't know any of these songs no the None of them. it was it just came across as really corny and it, and it was it was weird and like and it wasn't his whole kind of transition like of course he did acid rap he talked a lot about drug use and he talked a lot about being in chicago yeah. obviously and um all that type of stuff so it like it had a lot of heaviness on it. it had a lot of playfulness on it it was very sincere i mean the whole thing was good now like one thing about chance though like he's not an industry plant but um he he had some connections like his dad was involved in politics and like worked on like the obama administration whenever he was still out of illinois or whatever like there was some yeah he wasn't just completely right. just random, but not that I hold that against him. Like that's more so just to say that like that can help you blow up, but he was talented as shit. Not was, he is, but yeah. he's still super talented. Also seems very but, intelligent. Um, like he has a good head on his shoulders. It's where it's not, very, he's not like 
he wasn't money driven. He wasn't like anything driven. He was kind of somewhat, you know, in it for the art, but then also like was smart enough to be like, like I said, calculated in a lot of things to where it sounded like, you know, more in-depth rap than like, you know, street rap or drug rap or anything like that. It was just a little bit more educated. Yeah, that, that that's a good call. It's a good take on that. Um, like he his his rhyme schemes were always really good. He's still really unique with the way that he raps. Like he's he's on ultra light beam. Yeah, he's on the he has that coolness about him. That kind of effortless, like effortless coolness, just kind of like his. It's always like a freestyle to him. He's just kind of always seems like it's going off the dome, and it's just cool. And he's taking shots here and there. But that's good. And that that big day album, like going back to that, like I, I remember distinctly it starting off super bad and i don't even know if i finished it but i know looking at it now the john legend death cat for cutie the smino which smino's is fine but like i remember those first few songs i was like man this is not it like i, I don't know anything after that like it's just kind of i know why i didn't like this song like as soon as i saw death cat for cutie i was like oh i remember this sound now i didn't like any of that like and he has like randy newman on here too it's just i don't know sean mendez like, it's just so weird it's so weird. That is weird, dude. What the hell? I'm like, I'm, I'm looking back at it because like, I don't remember. I legit don't remember anything about it. I don't remember Death Cab being on there. Like yeah, that's, that's weird. Especially because like, that came out, this album came out in, in middle of 2019. Yeah, that's En Vogue and Ari Lennox. Like that's weird. Uh, Francis and the Lights. Like think that that would be awesome. I don't know how that didn't land. Um, has both the baby and Megan the stallion like before they they were already obviously bubbling hard yeah. but it was if i'm not mistaken like that was before both of them really went to the superstardom that they're at now like it was literally just prior to it like th that's that's a lot of heat for it to for it to been really shitty dirk is on there um nikki's on there swv I'm just gonna have to re-listen to it just to see what the hell happened. Cause like, yeah. how do you have that much on there? But was he just overhyped? Was it just like I think he so? Had two, he had all the Apple backing. He had all sorts of you know the I Kanye stuff or whatever. Overhyped mixed with the content wasn't the same. Mixed with like it just wasn't the same rap like rapper. Like he just wasn't. He just I don't know if he thought it was more of a matureness like on his part but it just didn't work mm -hmm. for the people that he like started out with and people like how he grabbed people. It just, he went too far that way. But like I said, these last couple, I think he did like, he's done three songs kind of put on YouTube. I know he's released them recently on Spotify. The bar without a bar is just like a quick freestyle. And he's literally just like freestyling a bar about a bar. And it's just very, uh, just kind of a setup thing, kind of a, a prompt. And he just talks about it. Yeah, for sure. And then the other one, the highs and the lows, like that's just a good sounding, like nostalgic feeling song. Like it's smooth. Um, I love that song. Like that's in my rotation. Like I've been, I've been playing the hell out of that song. Which one's the one with Joey Badass? Because I, I confused. That's the highs the and the lows. The highs okay. and the lows. Yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the video is cool. They're having fun. He looks like he's cool. having a good time. He looks like he's happy. Like he's in a better place. I don't, I don't know. Who knows what it is? But I have a is feeling. Is he ever going to get back there? Yeah. Maybe with this, like if he keeps on doing this, like the high, more of like the highs and the lows sound, I think we'll get like a really good chance album next. I, I think that it'll be good, but is he ever going to get to the same level of like fame and crossover no, success? I don't think so. 
I also don't think he's chasing that because it's like because this shit is like super hip hop and it's like hip hop head music, which like I can definitely appreciate. It's that whole kind of like internet, um, that internet setup where people can find their lane. They can target a very specific demographic, and it's like you know instead of instead of a million um, casual fans, they have you know, a hundred thousand super dedicated type situation. Yeah. I was gonna say the landscape's a little different from whenever he like blew up. Like it's not so much like, you know, SoundCloud, YouTube to where that's where people found him. Now it's just like, Oh yeah, I know chance. I'm going to go to chance. Like it's pretty easy and very like easy to find him now. And he's like a well-known guy. Like everybody knows chance rapper now. Like he's, he's like in the, in the mainstream media doing stuff, you know, still wearing the three hat. That's true. Yeah, that's a really good call. On stage rocking out stir crazy. Coco flow like 1980s. Come lit still, I drop lazy. None of that maybe energy. Energy. I've been wanting to energy. talk to you about this, about the Beyonce Renaissance album. Let's um, talk about it, man. I'm really wanting to talk about it with somebody too, because I, I, I kind of hint at it. Uh, you want me to start? Okay. I want you to start on this one just because. You have I don't a know if we're gonna have the exact to prompt it, or you just want to know what I think about it. I, the, I want to hear your your hot take. What were you thinking the first time, like whenever you listened okay. to that? Because we messaged each other. Whenever, yeah. you, I think you told me you're like, "Yo, it's it's out now," and yeah, I, I was working on like my own shit. I was working on my own music. I intended to work on my own music, but I had the headphones in. I was on Spotify, and I was listening it through. I was listening to the edited version too. Like oh, I didn't weird. even realize that there, like for some reason that was the one that yeah that came that up came whenever up. I searched it. Yeah. Yeah. But what about um, get in five, six, seven songs deep and like I have my headphones in. And as much as I, you know, always trying to troll and like hate on Beyonce, I was like, damn it, I like this album. Like I'm okay, out of my head. Is. I like it. Like it's making me feel good. Uh the music itself was just so damn good. Like I, I'm always gonna so good. I'm always gonna <laughs> I call hate out myself for liking it. Beyonce's lyrics and her content because I feel like she's so out of touch. She's speaking on stuff she has no idea. She doesn't live this life. She isn't out here shooting in the streets. You know, you know she isn't. Yeah. You know, you know about her rap. release your job. Yeah, like she, her content and lyrics is just always so off to me to where it's just very forced very buzzworthy buzzworthy words she does she kind of bites off like just internet stuff that she like is just high trendy and that's what always kills me with with her is just like oh that's not it's just not genuine but this one was like man this is, this is bobby man this is this is good man she's gotten me in my she she made me sasha fierce you know um she brought that Sasha out about you, man. And speaking of transitions, the transitions on these on these dance ones. This is what I. This is what Drake wanted it to be. This is like, this is what Drake should have sounded like. Yes. Drake had the rushed vibe. This was exactly how you'd want it to play. It plays straight through, without ever sounding redundant. In my opinion, right. it never sounded redundant. It sounds like a freaking like Drake was like the same BPM the whole way through. Where this one had like roller coasters of sounds in and out and kind of just yes it was the production was good yeah it was it was it was something like if you gave tiktok artists all the money in the world to put in an album which is what basically they did with this beyonce album 
and they yep. were like, yeah, make a dance album. And they're like, all right, I'm going to get all this stuff, compile it, but then put like the resources, corny, you know, inspiring lyrics on top of it. And like, I'm not going to, you know, short Riante because she does have a good voice and she, she knows what she's doing, but I, I liked it, man. I, I, I gave it a, a good pass and like, I listened to it again today. I probably listened to it about five times all the way through. So I can't like, you know, front that I, I haven't been listening to it, but man, yeah, there's a lot of bops on here. Lots of bops. There is. And it's funny, like, okay, l- let's start with what we didn't like. And just to get that out of the way. Okay. So like you mentioned the, um, like the corniness of the lyrics, like some of the things that she says, like she uses, like you said, the buzzwords, like cuff it, like you can see it right from the, yeah, album, the titles, album titles thick with a with a q u e and like sometimes she almost like her lyrically it damn near sounds like a like your parent trying to be cool yeah, where it's like exactly. they just and she uses like some of the language and slang that she'll use will almost kind of sound like um it'd be like if you called something on fleek in 2022 yeah, you, exactly. you know what i mean like she may have even so said like, it out of tune to like in tune but also out of tune it's just like a slight outdatedness of it to where it's just it misses lyrically for me yeah and sometimes even thematically so it's funny because one of the comparisons i was thinking of whenever i thought about it um was none other than (laughs) jay-z because now he did it better in general but um one example i had was was dirt off your shoulder Obviously, that's a super uh, huge yeah. song. It was Rick Rubin, but I remember at that at at the time, whenever that came out, like there's like slang phrases that'll enter into the lexicon of just like how cool people talk, right? And like the whole brush your shoulders off. I remember they used to say that, like they had that that song that shake them haters off, and like people were saying, cool people were saying like brush your shoulders off, dust your shoulders off, or whatever. And nobody said get that dirt off your shoulder, <laughs> and it was like. He took the thing like as it was bubbling up, but he was close enough to yeah. whenever it was cool that even though it felt, I remember at the time thinking like you sound a little bit like a like a dad trying to yep. be cool with his kids, but he was able to get it and he still captured it and the song was good enough that he was able to to hold on to it. That was one of the biggest songs from the Black Album. And yeah. um but it was a similar thing. It's funny that they're married because it's like they know what the hell they're doing. I yeah. think that they're self-aware whenever they do that type of shit. Oh, I'm it's so just glad like, you just said that. Yeah, because I, I didn't think of Jay. What I thought of, and not like necessarily music-wise because he just did a dance album. I was like, is Beyonce the female Drake? And she pretty much is. Like I always say like Drake isn't rapping about what he does most of the time. He's just like a fake rapper, an actor rapper. Beyonce yeah. is just an, an an actress singer. Like all she's doing is just like, what's cool now, guys? What got team full of writers? What's cool now? Oh, okay. People are saying to go biddies. That's that's funny, right? I'll say that in the song. Are you, <sighs> yeah. Are, you know, I'll, I'll put a cue in something, or I'll you know say something's you know lit or thoughty. something like that. Yeah. It's just something just, about being thoughty. Lit was one, like one kind of sim- cringy part if you remember it because the song is really good. But on heated at the end, whenever she's just like kind of like i don't know what the hell she's doing she's like filtering their voice and she's making all these like weird sounds and and kind of saying stuff and that was one of the weirder 
kind of standout moments of her sounding like it was just a little bit cringy. It, it almost it felt like like if you were at school and they were trying to teach you to say no to drugs and then they did like a rap song about saying yeah, no to drugs exactly. where it's like where it sounds like this is like a weird version of something that's really cool. Yeah. And she has a couple of moments that are on there. And like yeah. I said, we're starting with the negative right. because I really like the album, but um, she still has that sort of thing about her. Yeah. And like, she's like 40 or something years old. Like um, she's ultra talented. Clearly she's not going to be super into touch this every once in a while. She sounds a little try hard with, yep. with the subject matter. Exactly. And like you said, the language and stuff like that. But but she also has like an ultra wide demographic. So maybe that's why. That's true. Like, and that's her, also what I was going to say plans. too. Like, I feel like young females in general, like, obviously this is going to be towards you. Like this is geared towards you. Like all the stuff she's saying is definitely more geared towards a female perspective on, on a lot of things, on everything almost. Especially with so, like cozy energy, break yeah. my soul, all those songs, so follow those kind of self-empowerment was, things. Yeah. I'm not the, I'm not the person she was trying to, you know, this isn't my album for me, you know, for sure. I get that. But then also, that's also a good point because I did like it. Like I'm not out there, you know, shaking my ass in the club or doing stuff like that, but I'm like, yeah, I can certainly dance in my car to it. Like I'm definitely going to do that. It's dope. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's like, I don't really care if you're saying those things whenever like the song like really gets me it's funny because it's like we kind of shit a little bit or i did more than you on break my soul at the time but hearing break my soul in the context of the album it sequences so damn good it's it rolls come back and be like i really like break my soul now like but i was gonna be like no i don't like the song i like the sample like you like you you talked me into it like you talked me into just like no man you like the sample well this time i was I did, like, man dude, i was so really adamant like song <laughs> i really like and it song. just it just shows you sometimes that first impressions like can can be off and that context yeah. matters but but like it was just i don't know whenever you hear it in the in the sequencing of the whole song like you said the transitions in the sequencing are freaking spot on yep and it's all over the place so what are some of your standouts what are your favorite songs Oh, one more thing on Break My Soul. I almost wish she would have released yep. another one and then left Break My Soul as a discovery track. Like, I feel like if I would have heard that song without uh-huh. knowing it before going to the album, I would have been like, oh, she did. That's a badass sample. Like, I wouldn't have been so negative at the fact, like, oh, she bit off the sample. I would have been it like, felt nah, cheap at the time that's a good use that without any other context. And then yep. once you heard it, it was like, OK, this yeah. really lands because so, it's. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a good. Like, that's a that's a really good take because yeah. I the, wish the song on its own. Yeah, it, it's like it didn't necessarily sound quite as strong completely on its own in isolation. Yeah, but it's just as strong as the rest of the album. Whenever yeah. you hear it in the context of the rest of the album. All right. So highlights, and I'll just get a few here. Really liked cozy. Really liked the cuff it energy break my soul. Church girl. Those four in a row would just like even I would actually bring it to Virgo's groove because that's one of my favorite songs and I'm not a Virgo is Virgo's groove, um, which is weird. That's, to me. that's so Libra of you yeah, to say. I that. didn't know if I was allowed to listen to it or not, but I did it anyways. They allowed me to. Um, I really that's probably my favorite song, other than uh, the transitions of the break my soul and the church goal and the energy. That's all one song to me. Um, and then I, the pure honey one's kind of good. It kind of just like 
it's it's fun. I almost wish she would have their own like Lil Nas X or something on one of these songs too. I think that would have been cool. Uh, That'd be dope. And then I, the America has a problem one. I just thought it was just like a funny tidbit. I wanted to just like say something like he thought it was going to be like political and stuff, but like America's problem is like Beyonce is just is is a baddie. That's the problem America has. That's so funny, That's <laughs> like so funny dude. They can't control. I judged Beyonce. that song before even listening to it, yeah, and then I heard too. it, and I was like, wow. It was like, man, America does have a problem. They can't contain Beyonce's boppiness on this album. Uh, and they can't contain my my, my uh, foot from not tapping, you know, while I'm sitting down listening to it. Uh, but those are the standout ones that that I've kind of hit on. Like that that from Cuff It to Virgo's Groove is just, and even Move, because it has Tim's on it, and Tim's can do no wrong for me. Um, for sure. It's just like one long dance party. Like one long dance party. <laughs> It's just like a canned party, like the whole thing. It works so well whenever you, you play it through. Virgo's Groove, I want to touch on that because like I felt like that was one of the standouts. Um, it's a little over six minutes, and it's worth every damn second of it. Yeah. <laughs> the song is so good. It's produced so well, um, and there's a lot of variation through it. Like you had mentioned, like the Drake's sounded you know, pretty repetitive, like yeah. even on the best songs. Like Massive, I listened to that song a lot like yeah. that entered into my regular rotation I was say, it sounds a lot better separated like if you not listen to the whole That's album true. separately those songs actually are getting better and better because you don't like you're not slowed to sleep with it being the same kind of tempo with the repetitiveness and like and i understand that that's part of like house music but realistically like we're not like in one of those types of club settings or whatever and that's what i like about the renaissance album is that and virgo's groove is a really good example of that is that it, it's it's club ready it's ready to go for that type of stuff like it, you, you you can dance to that song or whatever but it's still musical and it has enough variation throughout the arrangement that it never loses you and it never sounds repetitive and um that song's particularly good for it uh plastic off the sofa was another one that that, that leads into to virgo's groove yeah um th- that i i really liked it it went a different direction from what it sounds like at the very beginning it caught my attention at the very beginning because it sounds like it may even be like not like slow jam necessarily, but in that direction that yeah. it goes back into the beat. And it was like a pleasant surprise. And um, that song was really good. It, it was uh, Sabrina Claudio co-wrote on that. Oh, really? Which nice. I thought was interesting, which I, I, I love her. I'm in love with her. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's a cool bit. Yeah. She, she can do no wrong. And um it's one, you know, one thing that's really cool about it is it doesn't sound like a Sabrina Claudio song necessarily, but yeah, I love those. So heated, even though like I kind of, you know, shit on the the end part of it, that song is really, really good. And I was, dude, this is funny. I was super proud of my eight-year-old because we we're in the car listening to that. She goes, that sounds like a Drake song. And Drake <laughs> co-wrote that. Uh, like, nice. Did you see it? No, I Dude, didn't. So, I yeah. see it. I'm looking at it now because I just pulled it up when you said Sabrina Claudio because I wanted to see who else wrote on this. And I see, I see the boys. I see the boys. You name see the boys' here. name near the top of that list. And um, there, I so told you, it's, I told you, you might be on the album. It just wasn't vocally on the album. You yeah. actually called it. So, dude, there's if you YouTube it, there's actually um, a reference track of. I think it's ju- it's just a hook, but it's of Drake singing "Heated" and it. Yeah. It, it sounds really fucking good with his voice on it. 
Like as much as I like this song, it may have sounded better as a Drake song. And whenever you think about it with the heated, like it just sounds like like a Drake song. But I, I was proud of her for that for for actually catching that. That's and then cool. it ended up b- being true that he actually co-wrote on that because it did have that vibe, that beat has it's a little dance holly. It really sounds like him. And it I don't know. I could see them actually dropping like a remix of it because there were some people like in the comment section saying that she ruined the song, which that's not true because she still bodied it. Yeah. But he did really well on it as well. Um, I had a little bit of a conspiracy theory where she was kind of like, didn't want to <laughs> feature somebody that big. Yeah. Like if, if you think about it, it features and like, I think it would have took um, away from both of what they were trying to do. Like they were trying to do yes. something different, but yet the same. So they didn't want to be like in cahoots of like rolling this whole dance house music out on the summer so yeah Yeah, that's really good and a lot of her duet type stuff it's like it's people from well outside of her lane like she had a song with gaga she had a song with shakira like people that she's kind of not directly in not competition with but so to speak they're they're far enough outside of that but i'd be totally here for for a uh a remix or something like that where they they got him back on it because I want to bet Bunny rough. Remix. I want a Balvin or Zuna or Maluma remix don't, don't, on one of these. Don't even don't even do that to me. <laughs> Actually, in which they and they legit would all fit. So the, the song that I'm most um, angry that I really love is Thick because yeah. like good. So it starts out and it's I'm angry. I like the whole album, Chris. Like so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hate myself for enjoying the album and singing into a hairbrush in the mirror. Like I, the so when I already had my start, outfit like picked up like when I was listening to it I was like man like a button down with like maybe two unbuttoned like buttons on the top and definitely yeah. like semi sweat everywhere and like I don't know what my hair is gonna do but like it's I just silky. picture myself on the dance floor like Havana nights and I don't even care if anybody's around me dude, like I'm just dancing. maybe with roller skates like, uh, we dude, may even we better. may we may take it to the rink, dude. Like I think maybe like higher like roller skates, like not the lower ones, but like a higher, almost like a boot. Like obviously you gotta like have a, like your boots on. Uh, but I like that. But the laces all the way up, like real, yeah. real old school. Like it, it, yeah, it bothers me that I like it. Like so, stick yeah. starts out yeah. at the beginning. I thought I, I was like I saw the title, and I'm like you're misspelling it. Like you're trying to take over <laughs> something like that's been around for a while. Yeah, and then I hear the 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 intro of it, and I'm just like, I kind of don't like it. And this kind of follows a theme with a lot of the songs where I started out from my place of skepticism, just because I'm a hater by nature, and I'm like, "Uh, I don't know about that. I don't really like it. You sound a little out of touch, and it's like you're really just trying to be cool. Like Amy Poehler, her character on Mean Girls. You remember how he was? She was uh, Regina George's mom, and she's like, I'm the cool mom. It that it felt a little cool, mom, to me. Like, if you're gonna drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. And yeah. then she, she, like, but then it goes into that drop, and then and it just progressively gets better. And then once she hits that middle section with that drop, with that, it's that, dun, 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 it's the uh, dude, that's like my favorite shit in a song, like from this year. Like, <laughs> I hate how much I love that song. I've already played the shit out of it, I've played it over and over. And it's so bad that I'll be listening to that. It plays that section. I'll back it up 30 seconds just to hear that section twice in the same playthrough. I love the way that sounds. Her voice sounds a little bit different. And 
dude <laughs> like it's embarrassing you make it your ringtone you make it your notification tone like make it make it your your alarm clock in the morning and then you're just like need, every day is a good day from now on <laughs> i'll wake up so fierce i'll wake up so sasha fierce dude in the morning if that if that comes up just just feeling extra thick which i've been feeling that way anyway <laughs> probably from these pod beers and did uh, she write the song for us now like is it your yeah. <laughs> Maybe we are the 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 target demographic after all. Like it, it just it just goes so hard, man. And it's like every other song on here where it just has a good arrangement to it. Yeah. Where even if if it starts in a place where you don't like, it ends up kind of catching you. I don't, dude. I, I'm su- I'm surprised. Now that being said, like some of the the response from it hasn't been just a hundred percent. Oh yeah, you know, the, I think if you're gonna live type go- stuff towards a specific sound that's not directly pop ish like if it's focused on like this obviously is a dance album so you're gonna lose like some of your your, some people just don't like that that sped up tempo like they want a ballad they want a want they want a halo in here they want a halo yeah exactly what i was thinking and i think the closest thing it gets to that is a summer renaissance and i don't like that song i i wanted to and like every time i hear the sample uh the donna summer sample i hate it like i it just it's not enough for me to be like you did something with this that's cool like she did with break my soul this is yeah. just like this is just basically like a remix so it's just like i don't like it yeah that, that's really that, that, that's a good take on that like i didn't care for that it just sounded like it was familiar for no reason i get the point but it felt a little bit forced and it was like, you know what? We're doing this like dance stuff. We're we're getting a little disco-ish. Then we'll get the disco queen in here and uh and and use the the Donna Summer sample. But like I'd almost rather you just have a yeah. cover of a Donna Donna Summer song than right than than an interpolation like that. You know what I mean? But um yeah, so so that ended a little bit off. What'd you think about the length? So it's right at an hour, hour and two minutes. It was a fast listen. Like I, I like, of course you mentioned the Virgos group. So there is like, you just kind of get lost in it. So uh, like, we always feel like an hour, our podcast, our things, it's almost like the limit for t- people's, you know, uh, mind path right now. It's just like instant stuff where like anything over an hour is just like, that's way too long. Like, I don't no. want that. I don't want that at all. So I think it was, it was a good length. It went fast. Like um, I didn't skip anything. Like I went through everything. Like that, a first initial thing, there wasn't any skips. And I was just like, the transitions. dude, it was the same way. I got behind. I'm working on my own shit because I kept listening to it and it kept rolling to the next song because I kept telling myself, okay, I'll, let me finish this song and I'll get back to what I was working on. Yeah. But then it transitioned so well that sometimes I didn't even notice that it was a new song. Yeah. And, and it was like, well, now I got to finish this one. Yeah. And before I knew it, I had already cleared out the whole album. Yeah, I sent you something earlier. I was like, I can't wait to shit on this album later. And it's because that's whenever she said like some stupid lyric and I was like, I hate her. And then like later on during that same song, I was like, damn it, like, this is good. I can't wait to tell Chris I liked it. <laughs> like, and I know I kind of hinted that like I hated it, but like I was the whole time waiting to tell you, man, I really like this album, Chris. <laughs> Dude, like it's funny because I, I didn't know where you were at. Like you sent me the, the Jay-Z head nod that night. Yeah. And like whenever you whenever you sent that gif, I was like, I was right around Virgo's groove, and <laughs> okay. I was like, I, I wonder if he's he's here too, because like this yeah, shit's dude. hard. 
And like, I just kept like shaking my head to myself, like while everyone else in the house is asleep thinking, Oh man, I actually really like this. And I I think that it almost gave us an advantage not being Beyonce fans. Yeah. Because we had zero expectation. Well, our expectation that it was going to suck. So, um, we ended up just really liking it where like, you're always going to have your ultra fans who think that everything she does is flawless, but the I was people waiting who are right it. below that. Yeah. I think those are the ones who are the most disappointed because they're like, yeah, I'm a pretty solid fan because of these other songs. And um, yeah, it's definitely not a lemonade or anything like that. And besides missing the mark on the lemonade was good because she was actually talking about real shit. Yeah. And, and that's what like, you lose me. Maybe that's why I didn't like it because she didn't shit on men the whole time. <laughs> she was just like, I, wasn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel personally attacked. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't speaking through you know any uh, false narratives that she was trying to put out there. But like I don't know, like it was just an enjoyable album. Like it was fun. Like this is like the summer album you we would want like at a club. And um, kudos to her. Like I'm I'm not a full fan, but I, I enjoyed the album. Um, more of this i'm sure she's gonna get real like soulful not soulful but real like singy and stuff like that in the fall or wherever she drops the second the second renaissance the second part or whatever she's calling it chapter book whatever she's calling it second horse um i bet she'll get all <laughs> she'll get all singy and ballady and she'll probably shit on somebody and I could totally see that. But yeah, you're right. I'm gonna enjoy it in the meantime. There's some songs on here that are gonna legitimately stay. Like yeah. uh, that I'm not getting rid of. I was surprised at how much stuff I was being, I was playing without just unprompted. Like I wasn't, it wasn't research purposes for the pod. It was just like, <laughs> I, I legitimately want to hear this. The song is putting me in a good mood. I was listening to it today and I was listening to it really loud. And I, I just wanted someone to like walk past me and be like, what was he listening to? And I just wanted to be like, it's Beyonce. And just like, walk away. It's, yeah, it's Beyonce. Like this is a third time. And then you go right back to your voguing dance where you're yeah. just like hitting all hitting all your shit. Um yeah, now I did that. I saved that for the bathroom when I was by myself. Like, you know, a drug or something. It's like I'm gonna go dance in the bathroom real quick to get all this out and then come back and have a straight face. Like I'm listening to you know <laughs> something hard. Like, are, are, are you all right in there? What are you doing in there? Drugs. <laughs> drugs. I'm just I'm I'm just doing drugs. Like you you don't want to admit it. You're just like, no, I'm doing I'm doing crystal meth. But little does anyone know, man, you got that hairbrush out and, and you're, you're feeling Sasha Fierce. Now, despite how we feel about it and how much we love it, there's also been multiple controversies that are around it. And that, that's something that I also wanted to talk about. And we can kind of go through them one by one. Um, if you want, and because it's, I've only heard one. I've only heard one, and it's the the spazzing one. I guess it was, you know, very yeah. sensitive to people with disabilities. Um, which I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how. I, I, I mean, obviously, if, if they have a problem with it, then yeah, take it off your album. But there's also so much out there that like she's only getting this flack because she's Beyonce, like. There's, you know, yeah. every second of every day, there's somebody putting out something that's going to be of that sort. But she has this, I guess, rep she has to, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about her just kind of succumbing to the to the skeptic and just like not letting it be art, you know? Because she's changing it. Yeah. So people who haven't heard this whole thing, she's using, she used the word spaz on 
uh, I believe it was heated. And so this is just a couple of weeks after Lizzo used the same word. Like, did you hear it whenever she did that whole yeah. thing? Yeah. So she, she used that word in, in a song, the song girls um, Lizzo did. And then she got some pressure to change it. And it's considered like an ableist slur from what I'm aware of what I was reading at the, at the time of Lizzo is that particularly in like the UK, that it's considered more of like a slur. Oh, okay. Um, and like not to use this word, but it was akin to like calling something like re- using the word retarded, for example. Oh, that okay. It was. It has a. It has more of more of a weight to it, and it is. It like it, it is pretty bad to use it. Now that being said, it's like if it's primarily, obviously these are global artists, and so you want to appeal to everybody, but it's like can you cover all of that? Like if, yeah. if it's, if it wasn't, it, it's, it's kind of rough, man. Like right. I'm not trying to just like defend a word that's going to, um, that's going to offend somebody by any means, but it's like changing and everything. It's like, if you know her intention, she obviously wasn't trying to offend anybody. Right. And it, it gets dicey. Yeah, it does. Know. Cause it's just like, and I found her her corniness really offensive. I can get enough people to kind of back me on this. Maybe she'll, you know, take out some of those stupid buzzwords that she says all the time. Like that really offends me. Like it ruined this album. <laughs> like take those out. Right. It's a perfect it, album. Because isn't that cultural appropriation? Like right. if you're if you're using like slang that you don't use in your everyday life and you're doing it to sell records, like yeah. wouldn't that be offensive in a way? And it's oh, man. It is a slippery slope. I understand. I just wish, I don't know. I I think of course she had to do it coming off the hills, off the Lizzo stuff, which is funny because I I told you maybe two songs in, I was like, congratulations, Beyonce, you made a Lizzo album. (laughs) Uh, You did, dude, you messaged me that like right off hand. That's, that's so funny because it it, like, it did have that sort of contrived vibe at the beginning until you let it linger where it was like buzzwords, super yeah. like self-empowerment type stuff which like i'm not hating on that that sounds horrible yeah. without it is, the context, it's like an but... elevated lizzo album like if you gave lizzo maybe a little bit more like oh this is the beyonce album like it's just that's because if you listen to lizzo's albums the, the old one and the new one they're dancey they're very dancey they're very empowering they're very buzzworthy thematically that's pretty and good that's that that's that's a good thing. take just but with better execution, like yeah. the best execution, just because musically it still really works. Yeah. Cause that's exactly. what it always comes down to was like, did it really land? Cause if it, if it didn't, then the whole thing would just be, would be stupid and nobody would be talking about it. So um, yeah, so that's controversy one. And it's interesting because she is, she's changing it. She's, she's editing that. And so people can do that now and they can actually edit um everything in real time it's it's living and breathing because if it was like mass produced on printed on cds and stuff like that i don't think that there would be they, yeah. they i think that they would probably shrug their shoulders and just say you know i apologize they, they'd probably apologize but they would leave it now they're changing it so the next one was um and i didn't even realize that it was changing uh so calice the, oh, the right. artist calice so i guess um energy sampled uh, milkshake and that this one's also super dicey so it, it sampled milkshake she said that she didn't give her um her permission to use it she also didn't write the shit the neptunes did pharrell and the neptunes wrote that song they're yeah. the ones who gave her a career 
um i, I kind of don't fuck with Khalees like that so i'm like <laughs> um yeah so i'm just like I, I i get it it sucks it was her song but um legally beyonce didn't do anything wrong or beyonce's team or whoever was responsible for it i mean if you look at the at the credits um yeah. pharrell and the neptunes actually have the they I have the it. credits on it because they yeah because they because it, it was their shit and um they're the ones who did that and they're they're credited as the maybe not necessarily the soul riders but it's but milkshake was their song it's i mean listen to it it's a neptune song straight yeah. up that beat super neptunes and, and pharrell and, pharrell will bring me to the yard too so we didn't even need the police he could just absolutely absolutely bring me to the yard <laughs> So evidently they also have some beef. Khalees and, and Pharrell and the Neptunes also uh, okay. have some beef because she says they that you know she was that whole kind of I was a young artist that signed a shit deal. I didn't know it was in my contract, and then they ended up with all the credits on it. Whatever, whatever. That which that sucks. I feel that I understand, but it's like she came at Beyonce and then she turned it into a like a um like oh so a woman's gonna do this to another woman sort of uh, thing okay. so she she really went at her and like I, i'm not downplaying that struggle by any means but that's that was kind of the angle that she took with it and from what i'm reading i was pulling up the article just so i could reference the song just now and i see that she that beyonce's removing the the sample from it so that's the second thing that she's that she's changing on it and like Maybe we should do a petition or something like that. I want a couple of those words edited out of my version. For real. I want my name in there. I should say something <laughs> like I was offended by her not referencing me and see if I can build a case. Right. And she edited it. So she actually one of the songs. didn't have enough Latino influence in here. Like, I think I didn't even catch 1% of it. So I think every album from now on should have some sort of Latino, you know, just to be included. I, 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 I think so. Yeah. Uh, we'll, she was we'll trying to build, build the wall around my dance music. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm offended by that. Like again, that one's dicey because it's not black and white. Like yeah. it still kind of sucks. So okay, now this one's the funniest. Well, kind of serious. <laughs> like, well, I don't, I don't know how. So she has a line about Monica Lewinsky in there where she references something about um monica lewinsky a, a dress and which is gross but um monica lewinsky came after beyonce and i haven't seen anything about that changing necessarily yet i mean she's already by the by the time that this this shit all plays out it's gonna be a different album entirely with right all new samples all new lyrics and everything else but um but yeah so she came after and i don't know had some sort of online petition for her to change something about um about a lyric for that which is just that one's that's that weird. one's just that it's one's just weird. weird whenever i say funny it's it's not funny haha it's just like what the hell is going on that's just like, like someone you know grabbing the coattails and just being like oh yeah i'm gonna get some sort of either clout or like money or suit or just trying to grab on to some to some like grasp some straws on off the whole rollout um that one's a little i don't i don't know i'm pretty sure this has been monica lewinsky bars and every you know 50 there's been tons or whatever <laughs> dude i remember like there's a um uh last week tonight with john oliver 
like uh, I've, I've watched that fairly religiously. Um, he had Monica Lewinsky on a, on an episode where they were talking about like um, online bullying and stuff like that. And she was really good for that. And she was really likable. She was very endearing and she really did deal with way more shit than she should have, especially whenever they put it in that context and we're showing clips from like, like it was pretty compelling type of stuff. You felt bad for her and it was like, she was young, whatever. But um, it's real but stain still, in her career. Just a big like, mess. Just a big mess. A huge, a huge mess. Um, but just also everywhere. a huge load off her shoulders being able to talk, you know, about it on something like John Oliver. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it doesn't make it right for everyone to just be coming on art like that. <laughs> um, you know, for, for something that happened a long time ago, it's, it's a little bit of a reach. Like she, that dude, like, man, like they, they can't keep doing this. Like, <laughs> And just wanting to change everything. Like there's going to be stuff like whenever you think about hip hop kind of controversial and they pushed it, but that's, it's like, it's akin to comedy to me where it's like, there's kind of nothing off limits. If you can make it creative, if it's a comedian, if you can make it funny, if it's a, if it's a rapper, if you can make it clever, like Eminem is obviously the king of that. He said the most wild shit that you could never get away, get, get away with now. Um, always making fun of people that died and uh, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. I'm pretty sure she had Monica Lewinsky joking in he, one of his raps. He, he mentioned Monica Lewinsky on multiple times. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like, it, I get it. And it kind of sucks, but it's just like, that is kind of life a yeah. little bit. Like people are going to kind of make some jokes and stuff, but like, are we really going to get that, that offended by that? And like, I haven't yeah. seen anything about her changing that yet because today was the first time I had heard about it. But th- this album hasn't even been out yeah. for a whole week. It's funny you people get offended or offended over that, but like the whole album cover is her like half naked on a horse, which that used to be offensive, and now it's just like accepted as like you know, you know, loves her body is just in tune with everything. Empowerment to where like if it was '90s or 2000s, it's just like get that out of my children's eyes, you know what is that doing on the internet? You know, like, it's just so Dude. weird how we flip-flopped all these things and how offensive everybody is or defensive. I'm sure, dude, Pete is going to say like that the horse didn't consent to that or yeah. something like there's going to be something else that comes along with it. it it's just, um, I guess this is kind of like the, whenever things like this happen, like as an overcorrection to something that truly is bad, like all of this yeah. stuff kind of came from a, from a, a, a place of positivity. I do believe that it's yeah. like, obviously it's like, you know, finding equity for, for, for women, for minorities, whatever the case right. may be, like thanks it started Obama. there. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and, and, and it just, it, it just got out of hand and, and it's like, it's shitting all over art. And maybe if she, kind of becomes a target of all this type of stuff and then maybe people will recognize it as absurd of changing all the album and stuff so maybe maybe this is just kind of like the 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 pendulum swinging that way and then we come back to a place of being a little bit more rational like i'm not with that with changing the because obviously you had it run through you know pr before it dropped so it wasn't anything that was unintentional kind of because you had a team full of people who should have been woke to the situation. It's 50 writers on every song. It's exactly. Like, it's not like, like this had, was something that she yeah. kept a secret. Exactly. So it's just like, oh, either one, 
yeah, maybe it's offensive. We'll put it out anyways. Who cares? Or it's just like everybody had no idea. And then people are just going to find something that's going to be offensive and just call it out. It's just like, oh, okay. It's obviously not going to affect the whole flow of it. Probably probably still sound the same, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it'll, it's like, but, but what does it accomplish? Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, the minor changes, it's like, it's in, in, in practicality, it's not really going to change a whole, whole lot, but yeah. what, what else is someone going to be offended by? Like, you know, in terms of another lyric and it's like, are you always going to, um, are you always just going to kind of bend over to, to the complaints and stuff like that? Like, I don't know. And the, the way that the internet works, it moves so quickly yeah, and then streaming is tied into that whole thing. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's true. It'll probably like blow over, but I don't know. It was just kind of a weird thing and, and, and seeing all these, these, you know, different complaints, especially with Beyonce who seemed like damn near untouchable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and she is always like the, you know, female empowerment and stuff like she's the destiny child had like independent women and yeah. all those types of songs. Like they've always kind of been on the forefront of that type of stuff. So yeah. it didn't seem like she would ever be targeted by that. And it's like, and if they're shitting all over her, it's kind That's of true. wild. I'm glad um, we enjoyed it though. I'm glad we enjoyed it. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I had something positive to say. Cause I was, really like before the album drop ready to come in here and just shit all over it um and bring up old is this how you stuff dude is this how how we can actually justify and rationalize being haters and skeptics yeah is that like we're able i feel like me and you are capable of identifying like what's truly quality (laughs) and what's truly good because we start out hating it so you have to earn our respect and our opinions like we're not just going to give that that to you blindly even with the people that we stand over even with the drakes and the kanye's we always start out as skeptics and like you have to so you have to win us over yeah and i don't i don't only do that with music i do that with everything so if you want any type of high level quality feedback just holler at us and we'll tell you if it's cool or not ask us we'll tell you hey on me, I gotta fend myself off. I gotta fend myself off. I gotta pull it down, heater. Yeah. You got me, heater. Hey, hey, 